We are continuing to our series on the whole gospel, and for those of you who are new, we've taken 10 different aspects of the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ, and we're kind of separating out the different components, at least 10, um, that come along with the gospel that are attached to the gospel or are consequences of the gospel in our life. And uh, today I'm actually skipping, uh, we'll go to the next slide, you can see I'm skipping part seven. And jumping over to part eight, anyone offended by that? Okay, good. That's fine. And uh, we're going to be looking at part seven next week. I have a panel discussion sermon that I want to do, and logistically and scheduling, we had to move part seven to next week. So next week, you'll find four people up here with me on the stage. We're going to be talking about how God provides solace during our time of deepest need and how he can bring comfort so you'd be interested, four really interesting uh, testimonies uh, to share with you next week. So today's focus is, uh, is on number eight, the whole gospel and how it relates to the Holy Spirit. Probably the most important part of the gospel message is, is not one that is always obvious at the beginning, but the Holy Spirit accompanies salvation. So when you give your life to Christ, you are given a gift of the Holy Spirit that will never leave you and never forsake you. Uh, he provides us with His presence, God does, in the form of His Spirit. So let me ask you, have you ever uh, had a loved one pass away, like a parent or a sibling or a favorite uncle or aunt or maybe a loved grandparent, and you kept something of, of theirs that... Um, was meaningful to them, something for you to remember them by. So I have, I have this shiny little brooch. I was going to wear it, but it doesn't quite match my outfit. But <clears throat> this is my mother's. And uh, I got it last year after she had passed away. It's very pretty, and uh, it made her look even prettier when she put it on. She handled it, she pinned it on, and I have something else that she painted. Uh, this... Uh, this uh, little plate that she painted and has her name on here. She was a very creative person, and uh, she spent a lot of hours doing this, and I remember her taking those classes and finally bringing something home. I, this might have even been one of her first things, and she touched these things. She held these things. She, and I think when you create something, you kind of put part of yourself into it, whatever you make. Uh, it represents part of you in, in many ways, and what I've noticed with Jesus, when he came, he came as a sacrifice. He died on the cross for us, was raised from the dead. And then he said, I got to go. I got to go back to my Father in heaven. Um, I came to do a job, to be a sacrifice, to teach you about the kingdom of God, to teach you about my Father, to show you what my expectations are for my followers. But I got to go. I'm going to send you the Spirit. I'm going to send you part of me to be with you forever. Something that is much more valuable than any object is actually a person to come, be your counselor, your advocate, your, your walk-beside-you person through life. By way of theological understanding of just who the Holy Spirit is, the Bible describes the Spirit as a person, just like the Father and the Son. We have the, the person of God the Father, the person of God of the Son, and the person of God, the Holy Spirit. All three components of this Holy Trinity are spirit, actually. 
the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are currently all spirit. And they relate to us on a spiritual level. We don't see them here physically. How would you like to walk in here one Sunday and Jesus is going to just sit here on the stage looking at you going, I'm ready. Let's hear your worship. Let's, let's, see, you off, let's see your offering that you're going to give today. Let's, 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 let's watch you pray to me. Because he is here, right? He's sitting beside you. Every time you come in here, it's not just perfunctory religious activity. You are coming before the living God. But he's with us in the spirit form. Jesus came for a time, 30 years or so, as a human being, came to teach us about his kingdom, about his father, about how to follow him in a way that would honor him, pay the penalty for a sin, and then when he returned, he says this in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will do as I command, and I'm going to ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit, who will help you and always be with you. The Spirit will show you what is true. The people of this world cannot accept the Spirit because they don't see or know Him, but you know the Spirit who is with you and will keep on living in you. I won't leave you like orphans. I'm going to come back to you. So this Holy Spirit, part of the gospel message, part of the primary feature of when you Give your life to Christ, he gives something back. He gives his presence to be with us. There's several different descriptions of the Spirit, uh, and some of them are this. The Spirit of Christ, Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of your Father, Spirit of life, truth, wisdom, and revelations, your comforter, Spirit of counsel and power, Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. And these titles or reference points of the Holy Spirit indicate what role he will play in your life. So when the, Holy, the, the spirit of holiness will come to you, then you will see him as actively working towards your sanctification, helping you to be holy as God is holy. The, the Holy Spirit will help us become holy as he works in us and as we confess our sin, as we live a life of righteousness uh, with his help. He will deal with our temptations when we, when we face them. He will give strength to do his right. He will convict us of stuff in our life that just doesn't belong there. Or when the spirit of wisdom and revelation shows up, he will guide you in times of decision-making that require great discernment. He'll bring to mind what you need to know to walk in the pathway God sets before you to walk. He will show you how to respond to those people who, who uh, are either curious about Christianity or opposed to it altogether. The spirit of wisdom and understanding I need all the time. I deal with some very tough situations. I've got to give counsel to some people that come to my office and they don't know what to do. They're in a difficult situation. They're going, before they come to my office, this is a, a little secret. I pray. God, show me what to do. Help me know what to say. I don't have a clue, but you do. You know how to help and what to do. So God, before I even see them in my office, Prepare my heart to listen to you as I listen to them. Well, when the spirit of truth shows up, he's going to reveal to you the lies and expose the deceptions of Satan in the midst of your circumstances and the challenges you face. Spirit of truth will shed light on the deception of darkness within your family, in your workplace, in your community, with telemarketers, 
When they call you on the phone, you need the spirit of discernment, the spirit of truth. What am I listening to? Who's going to try and scam me next? Or is this legitimate? My poor mother-in-law, she was called, and she won a cruise. And she says, no, thank you, and hung up. They called back and says, no, actually, you won a cruise. He says, no, I'm not interested. I know you people. So they called my wife, and they said, um, Kim, you know that raffle that you entered <laughs> for your mother? She won the cruise. Can you call her and tell her she won? Mom, you actually won. Really? And we were so trapped by this idea that everyone's trying to scam us. We need the truth. When, this, when, the, when the Holy Spirit comes to us as a comforter, usually it's in times of deep loss or grief or We're just, God, life has pushed us down so far. We need help getting back up on solid ground, and the comforter is there. When the pangs of grief look to overwhelm us, the comforter encases us and gives us the assurance that everything's going to be okay. He walks with us, and I like the picture. It says says in Psalm 3.3, O Lord, you are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. You know, I think David said, Soul, why are you so downcast? Sometimes you just get overwhelmed. Then the Spirit comes and lifts our head to say, no, it's okay. I'm with you. I got this. Sometimes you need the Spirit of power to show up. You see His mighty power covering you and working through you to face great challenges and the difficulties, giving you confidence and helping you through this difficult times, giving you strength. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Spirit of power also we call on as elders in this church when people come to us with needs, and sometimes they ask for us to anoint with oil to pray over them for healing, and we do that. We ask this. God to come in power to bring healing, to do something that is not normally done. We want God to intervene and change the situation that these people are facing. And God shows up and God does his miraculous thing because he sends his spirit to accomplish these things. So I see the various descriptions of the Holy Spirit reflect God's Old Testament name even. In the Old Testament, they call him Yahweh, meaning I am that I am. In other words, I am what you need. I am where you are. I am in you. I am around you. I go before you. I'm preparing your way. The Spirit of God continues to do what God the Father did all throughout the the Scriptures and what the the Son was doing as well, teaching and preaching and and helping and guiding and empowering people. All three do the same things together. So when Jesus was sent to earth, he had a very special and specific assignment from the Father to accomplish and as you can't separate, really, God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they always, always work together, different ways. Uh, so the Father, the Spirit, and the Son, sorry, all work together from creation until the end of time. They're constantly together, accomplishing their will together. We see it at Christ's baptism, where the Father, the Son, and the Spirit together. We see it at creation, where it says, let us create Man in our own image. We see it uh, throughout the Gospels. When Christ was fulfilling his mission that God showed him and the Spirit empowered it to all happen. Isaiah 11.2. 2. 
It says, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, speaking of Jesus. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This same spirit that rested on Jesus is the one he sent to us to help us. He lives in us, guiding us, teaching us, empowering us, comforting us to live confidently as a child of God. Romans 8 9 says, You, however, are not under the control of the human nature, but under the control of the Spirit, since God's Spirit lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of the Messiah, does not belong to God. The good news is that the presence of God is in us. Why do you think the demons cried out in fear when Jesus walked near them? They sensed the presence of God. They recognized God's presence in their midst. They could look at Jesus and know that he was the son of God and he had power and authority over them. And sometimes these demons would cry out, and say, you know, don't, don't, don't molest us. Don't, don't mess with us, you know, son of God. Jesus didn't even say anything. He just walked near them. And they sensed his presence, that he had power and authority. We have that spirit in us. We have the same presence of God living in us. He has made his home in our hearts and our minds and our lives. He's taken possession of us so that we no longer need to live for ourselves, but for him who gave his life for us. We can trust the spirit of God with our life to, live, uh, to, to guide us in perfect love. So John 14, 16, says, Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter so that he may be with you forever. This comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said to you. How important it is to know what, how important is it to know what Jesus said? To read the, the Gospels, to hear Jesus' speaking, to, to, to study what he taught, to, to look to see his commands, because the more you put in your life, the more the Holy Spirit can bring to your remembrance. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, You know that you are God's sanctuary and that God's Spirit lives in you, don't you? When you leave this place, are you consciously aware that you are bringing the presence of God in? You are his sanctuary. This place is just a meeting place, just a room, a building for God's temples to come each Sunday, his sanctuaries to meet together. The good news is that the power of God will work through us the miracles performed by Jesus and his disciples, the early church deacons and believers were all done through the power of the Spirit of God living in them. Same Spirit, same activity, same things can happen these days. Second Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the full knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, But he has told me, My grace is all you need, because my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most happily boast about my weakness, Paul says, so that the Messiah's power may rest on me. In Colossians 1, 11, You are being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you might patiently endure everything with joy. God promises his power. Like, I don't know how weak you feel. Week by week. In different situations. Do you feel... 
powerless or overwhelmed or like you have no say or like you're not in control. The power of God says different. That we don't have to be beaten down. We don't have to be oppressed. We don't have to give in all the time. When we're, God's power is in us. His strength is in us. Just think of what God's power accomplished in this world and in people's lives. We have that power if we submit ourselves to him. Accessing the power of God will only happen through the Spirit of God applying it to our life. So if we are rightly connected to the Spirit, we are connected to his power. You can go everywhere with confidence because you have his presence The good news also is that the protection of God is over us. Genesis 6, 8. Here's a series of verses that I want to make a point with, so I'm going to rapid fire through them. You can read them on the screens. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. David did right what was right in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as David his father had done. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and his ears towards their cry. The eyes of the Lord are in every place keeping watch on evil and the good. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to the prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. God sees. God is watching. He is completely aware of what's going on in your situation. He knows the struggles. He knows the challenges that you're facing. He sees you, and he cares. He's looking. He's even searching throughout the whole earth to give strong support to his faithful children. And I'm greatly encouraged when I hear, God is watching over me. I almost feel sometimes invincible. Because I know the power of God is in me. The presence of God is in me. The power of God surrounds me. He's watching my every step. Not only is he watching over me, but he's ready and eager to act on my behalf. That's good news. It's great news. The presence of the Spirit of God can do anything through us that God can do. You can quote me on that. God is still alive and well. Do you need the strong support of God in your life right now? Are you feeling overwhelmed by your circumstance, by the pressures of life, by the instability brought on by world events? 1 Peter 1.5 says, through, through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation. You don't have to feel beaten down, overwhelmed, or like you're sinking because the power of God will lift you up. The good news is that the pathway of God goes before us. We all not only have his presence and his power and his protection, but he provides his pathway, a direction for us to walk. Proverbs 16:9 says, a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I'm so grateful. I would have messed up. I'd be in a deep, dark pit right now if it was up to me planning my future. But I submitted my life to God. I've surrendered my ways to God. I asked him to guide my steps each, each way. And, and, and somehow I ended up here. And I don't know if that's a great thing or this is my punishment. I don't know. But God decided that I am supposed to pastor this church here at this time in this place. And it's a, it's a privilege, but it's a great responsibility. I'm here because I followed the pathway of God. 
And each person, there's a pathway that God has marked out for them in your career, in your family, in the relationships you have. He has a way forward if we submit our life to him. For all who are led by God's spirit are God's children. The spirit will guide us. It says the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We're free to experience life as God intended without restriction, without fear, without worry or apprehension, if we will completely trust him with our life. When we follow the path God says before us in our career, and our relationships, and if you're a single person and you're looking for that life, life partner, you better make sure that you're in step with the spirit, that he guides you to the right person because there's trouble otherwise. You need the right job because God will wants to put you in a place of influence. He wants to use you to impact those around you in the place he gives you to serve and to work. God's pathways, they also avoid the traps of this world, the lies, the deceptions, the empty promises of a secular society tries to promise us. We're free from the traps that Satan would otherwise want to try trap us in. So as I mentioned, uh, I think last week, the week before, Kim and I are, are trying to replace a car that's, that's um, needing to be replaced in a, in a big way. So we went to th- three different car dealerships. I won't tell you the city, but it's where I live. <coughs> and um, <laughs> you know, we walked into the three different car dealerships and we got three different stories. Honestly, when we walked out of these three dealerships, we didn't know any more than when we walked in. They couldn't tell us the final price. They couldn't tell us what, uh, if we wanted to finance what, uh, what an interest rate would be. They couldn't even tell us when a car would come. So I'm going, why did I come here? That's a pretty car, but you can't have it. So, yeah. Maybe in a couple of years, a car would show up and you can have it. One, one person says, uh, we'll put you on a list. And if you give me... 500 bucks because you finance it, I'll, I'll put you up higher in the list. And I'm thinking, you probably told that to everybody. Everybody gets higher than... Another person says, we don't even have a list. You want this car? $60,000. Like, what? Well, they can charge whatever they want because it's the only car in the lot. And they don't have a list. You either take it or you leave empty-handed. So another person said, we have a list and we'll go systematically... You know, next, 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 next. And going, well, I like that answer. But still, you know, you want to buy a car? I just feel sometimes like when you walk into a, a lot and the salesman sees you, they kind of eye you up and going, let's see, how much can I take out of this guy's pockets? So, I don't know the strategy. And if you're a salesman, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll buy you lunch one day. We'll have a chat. But I just feel like I need the spirit of truth in the spirit of discernment, almost everywhere I go. I don't want to waste my money. I don't want to waste my time. I, I need discernment to know what is true, what is right. God, help me out in my daily life. God, help me have discernment to do what's right so I don't misuse or abuse of the, the blessings you give me, the finances I have in my bank. You know, it's good news that God provides us with his presence and his power, his protection and his pathway for the rest of our life leading seamlessly to his throne of heaven. He's got this done. He's got this worked out. We are his children that he loves dearly, and he's providing us a comforter, an advocate, someone to guide us through this life until we see him again face to face. Let's look again at that theme verse we've been putting on our slide each week. It comes out of Ephesians chapter 3. 
I'm going to read uh, 3, 14 to 21. And, and listen carefully. For this reason, I bow my knees for the Father, Paul is saying, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the, his riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. That's us, forever and ever, amen. Look at it again, the next slide. He promised us the riches of his glory, strengthened with power. Christ may dwell in your hearts, rooted and grounded in loves, that we would have strength to comprehend the love of God, filled with all the fullness of God. According to the power at work within us, that's his promise. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads for a minute. I'm going to ask our worship team if they would come up. Is it time for you to trust the Spirit of God with your life? Is it time for you to surrender to His love for you? To place your life in His hands and allow His Spirit to guide your steps. Maybe you've tried things your way and it's a struggle. He promises over and over and over to show you His love He gave you his spirit. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. And the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead is available to you and me today. But it's not about power. It's about knowing the spirit of God in us, about knowing God, about that relationship, the love relationship. Maybe you've struggled with that. Maybe today you're sensing that the spirit of God is tugging on your heart, drawing you to himself, saying, I want to be a part of your life. Are you ready? Are you ready for an incredible ride with me as I take you through life, as I show you things you never would have seen otherwise, as I empower you to accomplish amazing things that I've set before you, as I direct your, your footsteps in your career, in your relationships, in the community? What an incredible God we have. What an amazing gospel message there is to share with the world around us. We do have a place of prayer at the front, and as the Worship team plays. I'm going to ask you just to come forward. We have a prayer team. We have elders. We have staff that are willing to pray with you to help you receive the Spirit today. If you've never really known about the Spirit of God, maybe it's time just to surrender fully and completely to God and ask Him to take over, to take control, to fill you with His presence. That can happen today. You can leave here transformed. Whatever God is saying to you, I pray you to respond.